ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome in to the Tuesday, May 17th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're going to get your phone calls and texts in this hour. The phone line is open at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Our text line is open as well. 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. Where do we begin today? Twitter has been a weird place because a lot of people are reminiscing today about the anniversary of Marshall winning the College Cup. The 2020 College Cup was decided a year ago, and Marshall became the national champions. It was a short reign, however, because of the COVID. So shortest title reign only because you had to get right back at it and defend it. So Marshall still sort of Enjoying the celebration of it. You would like to have added another one to it, but you still got the first one, so that's a good place to begin. And you hope that Marshall can get back. So a lot of people have been sharing on social media today, and that's cool. That's really nice. Reminiscing. After all, it's a national championship. Some new signage at the at the vet. Proclaiming the 2020 national champions. You've got the herd emblem there with the star that signifies you've won the highest prize in your level. So you're the national champions. You get to put that star there next to your logo on your shield, on your on your emblem, and that goes there forever, so you can't take that away. I mean, it's a great day on social media. And soccer is, of course, one of those right now, Growing sports for Marshall Athletics. You win a national championship, the sport's growing. You're right there. Now you're trying to maintain and add to the the total. So a lot of people are celebrating today. And then we get the we get the body blow times two. Marshall wrapping up the Conference USA run and softball falling short. Marshall desperately needing some pitching. You can't just ride one pitcher, right? You need you need some depth at that position. Even though you had a great pitcher, you need some depth there. Well, unfortunately, you're going to have to add some different positions as well because we find out today that Maya Stevenson and Allie Harrell both entering the transfer portal. So the portal once again giveth and the portal once again taketh. And this time the portal is taking. Maya, of course, just recently became Marshall's all-time leader in home runs at 59. You set that record, and you hope that Marshall can build upon going into the Sun Belt. You, you think you have a good nucleus there. And Maya decides she's going into the portal. First team All-Conference USA in 2019. Second team in 2021 and 2022. And she hit 361. 12 doubles, 19 home runs. Led the team's RBI category with 55. Then you lose Allie Harrell. Conference USA, first team, four times. Four times. All-time leader in walks because nobody wanted to pitch to her. 
Nobody wanted to pitch to her. But then she's also the team leader in batting average, 437. 62 hits, an on-base percentage of 606. And this was the duo that helped generate a lot of offense for the Herd. Maya Stevenson and Allie Harrell tied for the team lead and run scored with 41. And they also, as a duo, combined drive-in, 93 runs, hit 32 home runs this past season. All of this was a great core, and you were hoping that Marshall's softball would not be impacted by the transfer portal. You look at football really hasn't been hit too hard with it yet. Basketball hasn't really been victimized by it just yet. Marshall women's basketball, maybe a little ding there, a little ding. Again, the portal giveth and the portal taketh away. And Marshall is learning to go get as people leave. And here we are at softball thinking, okay, it's, it's been pretty good so far. I mean, didn't, season didn't end the way you wanted to, but fresh beginnings, new league you're going into, the Sun Belt, and here we go. The portal taketh away today. What could Marshall have done? What could Marshall softball have done to maybe retain Maya and Allie? What is it that made Allie and Maya ultimately decide, look, I'm, we're going for different opportunities? Did one talk to the other and say, look, thinking about leaving, so am I. So if you're not here, I'm not here. Will we see Maya and Allie show up at the same school? And that's all right. That's okay. Players have that opportunity. I know a lot of times you see things like this and you're like, oh, the transfer portal is ruining college athletics. The transfer portal is ruining college sports. College sports was doing that way before the transfer portal. What the transfer portal is doing here is giving student-athletes the mobility and freedom to leave and not be penalized. Now, you can't just do it. You can't just go and swap teams all the time. And here's another thing. And Now, in Maya and Allie's case, it might not be an issue. But a lot of times, athletes enter the transfer portal and don't find a landing place. Don't find a safe haven. Don't find a new school. So it's a risk. You, you go in this portal, it's a risk. But at the same time, the transfer portal allows student-athletes to basically have control, have the opportunity to change venue, change situation. Coaches get to do it all the time. Sure, there are buyout clauses. There are things like that. But coaches get to do it all the time. Coaches get to change. If a better opportunity comes along or a different opportunity that the coach wants to pursue, coaches change jobs all the time. There's no there's no difference, really. Players, I mean, it's it's not like the NBA here. Where the NBA or... The NHL, you can't just pick up and go. Say, I'm done. You're, you got contracts, but you're being compensated. The scholarship is, is sort of the contract for some, not all, not all players. And, of course, there's the name, image, and likeness issue. And, and I don't know the particular situations here from Maya and Allie, why those two decided, why those two decided that they were going to change venue 
I mean, we can speculate. We can talk about it. I mean, we can talk about name, image, and likeness. We can do that. Maybe you've showcased yourself enough. You feel like, okay, I've given Marshall everything I can, and this is as good as it's going to get. And there's some softball to be played, and maybe there's an opportunity for me elsewhere. So here I am. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. You know, maybe I'm going to go find a, a bigger school, a better opportunity. And I've proven myself just enough here, so somebody might take a chance on me, a new venue. What happens if they don't find a landing spot? Well, that's the risk. So, yes, I can understand where you're saying, hey, look, um, college athletics, this is killing it. You know, maybe they should wait a year. Maybe they should wait. Why, coaches don't have to wait a year. Coaches don't have to wait a year. Like, look, you can't coach for a year. You don't have the opportunity to um, sit around for a year waiting. You, know, you get to go now. I mean, you're under contract, and you know if the co- I mean, look, Marshall didn't wait to get out of the Sun Belt. Marshall didn't wait at all. Marshall wanted out. Marshall left, and left early. And then now there were some financial negotiation, and Marshall paid. I don't want to say a penance, you know, just basically paid extra. Here it is. We won out. We're going to pay. We're going to negotiate ourselves. Go to court for it here. Students, they don't have that opportunity to negotiate their way out of a, of a scholarship or a, at least a, a letter of intent until the transfer portal really opened up. So now they have the opportunity, and you're going to see that. So coaches are going to have to – Play the portal, not just football, not just basketball, but college across the board. Tennis, softball, track and field, I'm sure. I mean, if there's somebody in the portal, and it could be something, you know, students might want to go somewhere else, finish out their academic career and their athletic career. you um, You don't have to have bad reasons for wanting to lead. That's the thing. You don't have to. It, it might not be anything other than okay. You know, I've done everything I can do here. You know, I have some eligibility. I want to go somewhere else, take a shot, maybe see if I can get on at a power school, maybe get on a larger institution. You know, maybe I want to finish my career. You know, maybe you know my time is done at Marshall. I want to move on now. Whatever the reasons may be, or look, you know, I'm just not getting it done here. I have, I have the potential to be greater somewhere else. Nothing necessarily nefarious. At the same time, though, you look at Marshall softball and go, okay, now you're going to have to um, seriously reevaluate what you've got. Because we think, again, we're all armchair quarterbacks here when it comes to whatever sport. We're all armchair quarterback in this here. You know, we think Marshall needs a little bit more depth at pitching. Now Marshall's going to have to look for some offense. You need both. You need pitching. You need offense. Again, the portal giveth and the portal taketh away. So hopefully the herd can maybe add some pitching to the lineup, find some offense. I mean, maybe you bring some senior leadership in. You know, maybe you bring someone in who has a lot of potential 
maybe yeah. I don't know. Do you treat the portal like okay? You're bringing someone in from the portal. Are you treating it like an instant? I, I need instant productivity. Or are you bringing someone in that has some eligibility left? Okay, this is you know this is going to be long term potential here. We got I got a three years left here. I can work with here. I got you know I got a couple years. I mean you bring one year in. You're like okay, I'm expecting immediate impact here. I want a one year player come in, bring some experience, bring some impact. I would think Ali would come in, bring some impact. I think Maya would come in, bring some impact right away, depending on the program. I don't know if it's, okay, I don't want to play in the Sun Belt. I don't think it's anything like that. Again, it could be. You, know, you look at the Sun Belt and you go, oh, this isn't what I signed up for. Not the Conference USA is um, you know, going to be much better. Whatever the case may be, we'll get your phone calls and text in. The phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. The text line is open as well, 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255 is the transfer portal ruining college athletics. Or is this just the new reality? Players have as much Freedom as coaches. Coaches can change schools. Players can change schools. Players aren't getting compensated from the school. They're not employees of the school. Getting a scholarship, maybe, depending on where you stack. I would think, though, if you're a player, you're not a scholarship player, and it's not working out. I don't know. Are you hitting the transfer portal? There's a there's a level of risk here. I mean, if... You're not a scholarship player to begin with here, or you're not really getting anything, and you just don't like the venue. You can change; it's not really going to hurt your situation. You know, if you're a player on scholarship, you're hoping that you get a scholarship, you get the opportunity to go play somewhere else. But is it ruining college athletics, or is it just okay? Going to have to evaluate. Player by player, situation by situation, players leaving, you got to replace them with as good, if not better. Does the transfer portal allow you to do that for softball this year? We'll find out. Opens up the roster, right? You need some pitching depth. You need a lot of things. Do you find that in recruiting? Do you find that in transfer portal? I mean, think of it this way you spend all this energy to recruit someone, and they turn out to be. Pretty good. You've you've made a great decision here. And then they leave. Wow, we just spent all that time trying to trying to recruit some really good players and they come in, they have some great success, and then they leave. Transfer portal, you got players who are among the people who have left their their situation, and you're looking at that like, okay, maybe you take a risk on that. Maybe the transfer portal is where you get most of your team here in the uh, next few years. I mean, I don't know. There could be a lot of kids that don't get recruited initially. It opens up for them now. We'll see. All of that, I'm kind of interested in where you're at today, but that's where we're at with the transfer portal. It hits softball now. What's next? More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're keeping an eye on baseball action today. The Thundering Herd taking on the Moorhead State Eagles. 
Moorhead beat Marshall last week 9-5. Herd's on a five-game losing streak. Right now we're in the eighth. Marshall's losing to Moorhead 4-2. Keep you updated on that Thundering Herd. Looks like their record, unless they can pull this one out, is going to drop. Not been, it's again, the overall record is is okay. I've seen worse. It's okay. Season's uh, coming to an end soon for the Thundering Herd, and hopefully next season will be a little bit better. Okay, you know, yesterday we had Gator Hoskins on the show. I don't know if you were with us. If you weren't, you can go back and catch the podcast right now. It's on demand. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can follow the drive and have that delivered to your phone. And you don't have to do a single thing about it other than sit there and listen and enjoy. Well, another former Marshall football player is now a head coach at the high school football level. Steve Shulo, now the new head coach at Hampton High School. He was the team's offensive coordinator for the past four seasons. And he's taken over for a coach that had the position for 14 years and He's got a winning situation. The team went 11-1 and last season. So he's walking into a – well, I don't know if he's walking into it, but he's in a situation where you got a winner. You don't have to worry about maybe trying to rebuild the culture the way Gator Hoskins was talking about with us as far as trying to rebuild that winning culture because they were winning when he was there. He remembers that. They were winning well. So I don't know. I kind of like this. I like seeing these uh, former Thundering Herd players not necessarily – you know, getting into the pros afterwards, but high school level, again, maybe that phone call is coming soon. You know, the coaches' tours have been going on, so I don't know if coaches had enough time to, to actually get on the phone with all these guys, but start building some pipelines here. So Hampton High School, maybe get a little pipeline there, get some good athletes there, get a little pipeline with all these herd coaches now. All these coaches will let that herd background get that pipeline going a little bit further. So next thing you know, you got these high school coaches calling up. Hey, we got this pretty good kid here. All right, okay. All right, we'll check him out. You know, show up. You got a list. Okay, we got to go. Somebody's got to go now to Hampton. As long as Steve Shulo is there, someone's got to go to Hampton now. I don't know who draws that. But someone has to go now. Or, it's like, wait a minute. I played here. I can't. I can't. I can't get a phone call. No, that doesn't. That's not going to happen. So I'm. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking the long play here. Just like building that network up a little bit. Get some. Get some guys in. Start recruiting. Doing the half the work for you. Like, okay, we got some really good kids here. And of course, you know these head coaches. You know, not necessarily going to try to shuttle everyone up to Huntington, but it won't hurt if you've got some D1 coaches showing up. And if you have one or two on speed dial, it's like, hey, Coach Huff, hey, Steve Shulo here. I got a couple kids that I think you might be interested in here. You know, they're, they're doing pretty good. It's all phone calls, building relationships, phone calls. So, Steve joining the coaching ranks there. Uh, we got a lot to get into. Um, we're going to uh, go over what's happening in the NBA. we got NHL action coming up. There's Pirates action coming up here as well tonight on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We'll start with what's happening in the NHL and the NBA. And we'll get your phone calls and text in. We'll do that when we continue with this edition of The Drive. 
on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, May 17th edition Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Today is the one-year anniversary of Marshall Soccer winning the national championship. And I forgot to mention, today is also the opportunity for you to get season tickets. Here's what the um, here's what the deal looks like, and um, you get a season ticket will include one ticket to each men's home soccer match and one ticket to each women's soccer home match. So it's all grouped together. So men's and women's soccer are going to be grouped together, and you have until June 17th for renewals. Changes and additions will be the week of June 20th. That's all over on HerdZone.com. Now, here's some changes. Starting for the fall season, sections 101, 102, 104, and 105 will become a reserved assigned section for all men's soccer matches. That means you will only be allowed to sit in those seats if your ticket is assigned there. Uh, Section 103 will remain a reserved section. So uh, we are assigning seats because that's what season tickets are about. You buy the same seat. Sections 111 to 114 will become general admission bleacher sections, meaning that seating in those sections will be on a first-come, first-served basis, meaning if you want to get a good seat, you better just go ahead and get a season ticket. Uh, Section 115 will be reserved for the away team fans. Women's soccer matches will remain all general admission, first come, first serve for all sections. So uh, season ticket deposit will be $50. Hurt fans are only required to place one deposit regardless of how many season tickets they plan on purchasing. Now, so if you you want an assigned seat, you're going to have to go ahead and drop your deposit if you want an assigned seat. Eventually, hopefully, we'll get some expanded seating over at at the vet. That would be nice. Uh, okay, so reserve bleacher backs are 120 And, of course, you got to be a, a big green member, $60 minimum. So that's your ticket price. Reserve bleacher back, 120. Reserve standard bleacher, 70. General mission is 40. General mission standard bleacher. Student section, free loafers, freeloaders. Don't talk to me about your student fee. How much is that thing up to now? What's your student fee up to? I'm looking right at a student, and he doesn't even know how much he's, he's tuition. It, never mind. Never mind. It's a lot of money, he says. A lot of money. Use, use your ticket. Yeah, you're paying for student tickets. Use it. That's what kills me. If you're going to Marshall and you're paying a student fee for all these fun activities, you should go get your money's worth. Show up. It's like, look, it's not that far of a walk. You're making that walk to Taco Bell already, so you go ahead and just make that walk down to the stadium. Just make that walk. It's 
it's not that far. Head over. Same thing with basketball. It really is not that far. Your student ticket. I mean, make it a problem. I would love it to be a problem. Like, look, we got more students here and we have seats. Wouldn't that be a nice problem? All right. That's uh just want to add that to it. Again, trying to trying to make friends with the ticket office. I'm trying to stay in their good graces. Herdzone.com. Today is the soccer anniversary here. The the symbol of excellence, the star is now on the on the stadium itself. That's nice. I think the if the field gets gets redone, make sure the star emblems there. You know what? We don't have Ryan Sir, former Marshall soccer player, as our intern anymore, and I'm sure he's right now stewing with all this soccer talk on the program and it being the one-year anniversary of the soccer championship. I first met him after he got his ring, his championship ring. So uh, it was pretty nice, actually. Let's get you caught up on what's happening tonight. We've got NHL and we've got NBA action tonight. Celtics versus Heat tonight. Game one, Eastern Conference Finals, 8.30 is going to be tip. 8 o'clock on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. And then we get the Mavs and the Warriors tomorrow in game one of the Western Conference Finals. That's set for a 9 o'clock tip. Again, airtime's going to be 8.30 on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. We got playoff action tonight, second round in the National Hockey League. The travel's going to be tough on this one. It's Tampa at Florida. That's at 7 o'clock tonight. And then St. Louis taking on Colorado. That's going to be 9.30. I like Florida in this. I know we're talking Tampa here. We're talking the reigning defending champions here. But I like Florida. They've been pretty pretty invincible just about. They've been really good at home. They've had some rest as well. Tampa, the shorter time frame to turn this around. So I like Florida in this one tonight. St. Louis versus Colorado. I mean, I think Colorado is probably going to be the team to come out of the West. We shall see. I like Colorado in this one. And then tomorrow it's going to be the Rangers and Carolina Hurricanes. That's coming up tomorrow, 7 o'clock. And then the Oilers and the Flames. By the way, I just want to point this out on future prep sheets for uh, our intern. He, uh, Flamers, you typed it wrong. The Oilers versus the Flamers. You know, they, 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 do they have, like, flamethrowers? What? You're a hockey fan, man. You should have caught that. I'm not trying to bust you. I'm not trying to call you out, but I almost read it. It's Oilers versus the Flamers. And then I would have looked really bad, and I can. I kind of have a rep here for being decently knowledgeable about hockey. That's kind of my thing. Oilers versus Flames. That's tomorrow, 930. Apology accepted. Apology accepted in the booth there. I like I like the Flames. I think, I, I mean, I'm an Oiler guy. Back in the Wayne Gretzky days, I'm an Oiler guy. But I'm going to have to go with the Flames in this one. And I'm not taking the Hurricanes. You know this. You know this. I'm, I'm taking the Rangers. No quit in New York. I'm taking the Rangers. So Florida, Colorado, I'll take the Rangers and the Flames. That's kind of my uh, my idea here of what's happening. And then, of course, I'm taking I'm taking LeBron James over Tom Brady. LeBron tweeted out uh, some Q and A, and 
Tom Brady had to jump in on this. Tom asked LeBron, you and me, five rounds, ice hockey shootout, who wins? LeBron responded with me, but barely. Maybe swinging from my knees, though. Tom Brady, LeBron James in a shootout. Who's who's tending net, though? Are we just shooting at an empty net here? Or are we... Or are they are they the ones we're shooting at? Let's flip that around a little bit. Who would be better in net? LeBron James or Tom Brady? I'm gonna give the reach to LeBron. But I don't know. I don't know. I kinda I kinda like Brady, maybe. LeBron's got size on him though, so LeBron might be able to comp I mean, but does he have too much size? It's going to be hard to navigate here. He might have to put the skates on his knees. He might be the biggest uh, goaltender I've seen in a generation if it was LeBron. But uh, as far as a shootout, I I don't know. Who's got a better shot? I mean, this isn't a this isn't a hoop here. We're trying to shoot in LeBron. This is a. I mean, yeah, the net's wider, but you got a guy in front of you. Then again. I might have to take LeBron because he's used to guys in his face. He's used to somebody in front of him. So he might be able to find the open shot, whereas Brady, he's not going to have people pushing. He's not going to have a wall in front of him keeping keeping him clean. And it's a lot different trying to shoot than to find a speedy wide receiver. I mean, Gronk, he's not going to have Gronk as an outlet there. There's not going to be outlet passes here in a shootout between LeBron and and Brady. I mean, if LeBron could, I, I like I like LeBron. But if Brady can have Gronk go, uh, maybe run a fly route here. I don't know. A two on one, a two on one with Brady Gronk. I like Brady Gronk. One on one, I like LeBron. I like LeBron in that. I don't know though. If any of them would score a single goal. This might have to go into. To extra frames here. We would have to get free hockey on the free hockey if those two went at it. I, I don't think this would come to pass, but stranger things have happened. LeBron? What kind of... Could he handle... Could he handle being on skates? I don't know. Could he handle being on skates? Well, that's we're going to have to ponder this we got Pirates baseball coming up tonight. We'll talk about it when we continue. We'll get your phone calls and text in as well. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. And our text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll update Marshall baseball as well as the Thundering Herd taking on Moorhead State. We'll give you those details when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Final segment for the Tuesday edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We'll get your phone calls and texts in this hour. If you're driving, be safe. You can pull over and call. You can pull over and text 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Text line 304-396-TALK. It's 304-396-8255. 
We're looking for a final for Marshall Baseball before the show wraps up. Still 4-2. That is in the bottom of the eighth, top of the ninth. We're in top of the ninth now. Top of the ninth for the Herd. Needing some offense to get the win over Moorhead State. That is happening at the Kennedy Center. Thundering Herd, Moorhead. The war on I-64 continues in baseball form. I'm bringing that back. The war on I-64, I'm bringing that back. It's not used enough. I'm making it a thing again. From now on, when Marshall takes on Moorhead, I will formally refer to it as its proper name, the war on I-64. Okay, you know, it doesn't have the same ring as 100 miles of hate between Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky. It doesn't have the same ring. It, it doesn't have the, uh, the appeal like the Battle of the Bell. It's a Battle of the Bell, Battle for the Bell. We haven't battled for the Bell in a while, so I'm going to have to reference that. But the war on I-64, Herd and Moorhead State. And I know some of you are grimacing right now that Moorhead State is beating the Herd yet again. Hey, look, Phil, Phil Sims went there. That's a, that's, a, that's a quality school. Come on. They, they do all right. They do all right in Moorhead, Kentucky. They're all right. It's not terrible by any stretch of the imagination here. So, you know, once you get a baseball stadium, you, know, you might actually be able to uh, enhance what you're doing. And we say that, we talk about this, like, hey, if you get a baseball stadium, then you can get some good players. And we say that, and then we're kind of disparaging the kids right now on the team. As if, yeah, we got, you know, we picked these kids up off the street. I mean, these are kids who were recruited to come to Marshall. Or these are the kids and student-athletes that said, yes, they would come to Marshall. That's probably the more accurate of the statement here. These are the student-athletes that Marshall was able to bring in to Huntington and think when you have a facility to recruit to, you might be able to recruit and retain some of those players that you're going after. You go after some really good kids. They come in. Where's your stadium, coach? Here it is. All right, thanks. Seriously. Seriously, it's 2022 here. Are we not embarrassed enough by now? Are we not embarrassed? 2022. Wasn't this thing to be open? Weren't we opening this thing last year? I know COVID hit. I'm not using that as an excuse anymore. Baseball down 4-2. Top of the ninth. Marshall falling to Moorhead State if the herd can't get some offense going. Pirates action coming up tonight. The Cubbies doing a number on the Pirates. The Cubs had an 8-0 lead before the Pirates could even get three outs. I mean, you you win the game by no-hitting the Reds. Oh, wait, no. The Reds no-hit you, and you win the game by magic. And the Pirates did not record a hit until the fifth inning Pirates went 13 straight innings without a hit. You add them up. And according to our statistician, that has not happened to the Pirates for the last 45 seasons. 45 seasons. 
The Pirates have 42 straight hitless at-bats before the streak was ended. Tie for the longest hitless streak in the MLB this season with Boston. And um, all singles last night. So the Pirates uh, making some moves today, or yesterday, for today, or getting set, claiming catcher Tyler Heineman off waivers from the Blue Jays and designating catcher Andrew Knapp for assignment. Heineman is 30 years old, has a career batting average of 221 with four doubles, one homer, and four RBI in 30 career MLB games over three seasons with Miami, San Francisco, and Toronto now with the Pirates. So back in action tonight against the Cubbies. If the Pirates lose, the Cubs jump over them for third place in the division. Remember when I said the Pirates are okay? They weren't terrible. They were not Reds quality of bad, but they weren't terrible. 15-20, and 20, and the Cubs are 14-20. and 20. First pitch set for 740. I've done a great job of selling you that action. You can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm doing a fantastic job of promoting the baseball product we have here. Telling you all the reasons why you should tune in tonight for Pirates. If you're look, if you're a Pirates fan, you're doing it. You already know. If you're not a Pirates fan, I know because you told me about it when we carry we started carrying the Pirates years ago. You were mad. It's like, I don't know if you're still mad at me for that. Seriously. Our intern's looking at me like, what? Yes, we had people mad that we started picking up the Pirates. How dare we? I mean, we weren't carrying baseball as it is, so we're carrying baseball now. How dare you? It's the Pirates. Yeah, I know. Baseball's been very bad for uh, for area fans. Reds and Pirates. It's just terrible. Hopefully the Pirates can beat the Cubs. That's, again, coming up tonight. We've got it for you. 740 first pitch right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're trying to keep it on this baseball score between Marshall and Moorhead. Probably not going to get a final until uh, after we go off the air. Uh, you can head over to HerdZone.com for all the details on that. And hopefully the herd can maybe have a really nice bottom of the ninth and get the victory, get some revenge against Moorhead. That would be spectacular. And of course, our big story of the day: Marshall softball losing to the transfer portal. Maya Stevenson and Allie Harrell. Transfer portal giveth, the transfer portal taketh away, and in this case, the portal's taken away. So now we're going to see what Marshall does. I mean, will we see a an effort to build from the ground up. Will we see some looking into the transfer portal for some instant offense, some instant impact, a little bit of mixed strategy? You know, what are we going to see? We've got time, though. But, yeah, that's a that's a big one. I mean, that that's big right there. Maya and Allie, two of the most exciting players for Marshall softball and – I don't know if this was just in the in the plans for them or after the conference. It's like, ah, this is the best I can do. And what's the feeling there? Didn't like the move into the Sun Belt. Time will tell. We'll find out. We wish those young ladies the best of luck. That does it for this edition here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again with you. And hopefully, hopefully we'll have some fun on the way. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Back tomorrow here. ESPN 94.1 AM 930.
WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.